Original content. content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingle, Taylor Moore, Jay Darden, Congressman Garrett Gray, Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark, Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is the Clay Young Show. Up, up, and away we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Clay Young Show here on Podcast. 225.com and on the Apple Podcast app. Our pleasure to bring you back in for episode 230, 230 episodes over the last nearly four years, and we've got another good one for you today. Many of you may not be aware of this if you live in other states, and some of you who live here may not be aware of the deep history about it, but this will be the 56th year Louisiana has had a governor's prayer breakfast. Multiple governors, both parties, have sat at a dais while lawmakers and members of the religious community talk about the importance of faith in Louisiana and pray for a collaborative effort as the regular session is set to begin, and that is no different this year. Tom Harrison is going to be in studio with me in just a bit to talk about the governor's prayer breakfast. I've been to a number of them and we will talk about his expectations, his goals, talk about some of the speakers who have attended and spoken and shared at the event and, and why you should be proud of this and how you can get involved because there is still time. Also, I referenced last week, uh, this stuff going on in Zachary, Louisiana, and I'd like to update you on something that, could have happened here, but won't happen. Would have been a big deal. A lot of information, but it won't happen. And in the closing of today's show, I will share with you why. I think it's important. So, the governor's prayer breakfast. Why do we need to do this? What's the expectation? Should you attend Who's attended? Who has spoken? What's the benefit to Louisiana? Hmm. How about we talk about that with Tom Harrison, who will be here in studio. Podcast225.com. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Have you caught yourself helping a little too much with the child's school project? Remaking your daughter's bed? Wiping the counters after the kids clean the kitchen? I know I've been guilty many times of a perfectionism that comes from unrealistic expectations of others. This week we've been discussing the importance of teaching our children perseverance, but not perfection. A child who is pushed to be perfect may be critical of others, have trouble making decisions, be overly sensitive to criticism, and procrastinate out of fear of failure. 
If you recognize these traits in your children, here are some ways to pull back from perfectionism. Share stories of your own mistakes and failures. Don't compare your children with siblings or classmates. Verbally celebrate your children's unique traits and talents. And don't cry over spilled milk, literally. That's why we have paper towels. Perseverance is not about perfection. It's about the process and the purpose. This is The Clay Young Show. The 56th annual Governor's Prayer Breakfast is going to be taking place on Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. This is an amazing event. I've attended it, I guess, close to a dozen times over the last few years. Always enjoy it. It's, an, it's a great way to start a day. Uh, the speaker this year is Dr. Barry Black. He is the U.S. Senate chaplain and a retired rear admiral in the U.S. Navy. Now, this event is so amazing because it brings together members of the political class before the legislative session gets going, and it gives them a chance to focus on what's most important, the faith of the people of Louisiana and the business of the people of Louisiana. Tom Harrison is chairman of the board for the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, and he's in studio with me. How's it going? Clay, it's going great, man. It's good to be with you this morning. It's good to have you here. 56 years. I mean, when you think about all of the speakers and all of the messages that have gone forward and some of the times Louisiana has come through over the last, really the last 25 years, what is your most memorable part of being a part of this and seeing what it has done? I think the most memorable part for me is it seems like every speaker that has spoken Mm-hmm. In the years, I, I've just been coming for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I live in Shreveport. Every speaker seems to speak to what is happening in our great state. Right. And I think that is a God thing, that mm-hmm. God's watching over us. And these guys, they, they really get excited about being here in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. It, it's The atmosphere in the room is so interesting, and I referenced in the open that it's it's one of the first bipartisan efforts as the session gets going. It's coming together as a family of Louisiana citizens and remembering what's most important. This is a overtly spiritual and overt, overtly spiritual event, which is uncommon in a lot of other states. Kind of talk about that. That's right, because a committee was formed 56 years ago mm-hmm. that wanted to pray just pull for, that mic a little closer uh, to you that wanted to pray just for the legislator yeah and so it was it was also non-denominational yeah. it was christian in its influence but they came from all denominations all races yeah. together to pray for louisiana so they host the governor for this breakfast so what's also interesting is like last fall we went and sat down with donna and we talked about <laughs> next spring's breakfast and and she's sitting there saying if we are elected you know right and so we have no tie to any affiliation republican democrat independent because we are here to serve our state and to pray for these people and they understand that i mean she was very excited about our meeting together Mm -hmm. and we talk about what we're going to do at that meeting how does that feel to you and even in the past, sometimes I feel like maybe the governor might have got slighted a little bit. So this year we're moving him closer up in the program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we work together, which is which is really great. Do you ever have lawmakers who, who I mean, because you can only get so many people into a program. Yes. How do you decide who's going to speak or who's going to read scripture or, or whatever at the event? So this year we, we've changed it up. Our committee used to pick every speaker 
uh, scripture reader and prayer person. Mm-hmm. This year, we went to the state house and we said, why don't you give us three and then we'll pick three. Okay. And the way we're picking three are there are a couple of chaplains who are independent who work with those legislators, mm-hmm. and we've called upon them to say, hey, will you help us yeah. pick some people? Yeah. So uh, the committee, although responsible, is not handpicking anything except for the speaker and the singer this year. How long does it take you guys to pull this entire thing together? We work on it from the day it ends to the next year. Because we come from all over, Yeah. we meet once a month, and so we're constantly working on it. Now, for instance, this year, uh, I'm the chair, Mallory's the co-chair, mm-hmm. but we've already picked the speaker for next year. Right. So when she steps up to the plate in April or May, she doesn't have to worry about the speaker. She'll have to do music and then start the whole thing over again with finding legislators to participate, uh, different sponsors to participate. So it, we take a whole year to do it. Lauren Daigle was last year yes. uh, performing. Was that last year or year before? It was last year. It was the year before? Year before. Wow, it was unbelievable. Now she's from Louisiana. Yes, that's right. And everyone, I mean, people were looking, people were looking around when she started singing because she was so amazing. What about that? The musical talent that you have? Well, because it's it's great every year. Yeah, and I think it surprises people. And Lauren Daigle was a real steal for us. She she is just before she hit it big <laughs> right i mean we caught her right there before yeah. she hit it big we probably should have let her sing more but we had some other elements going on so we look for singers who we know out in the christian community mm-hmm. uh can carry the crowd yeah we've done some local things but we feel like that singer needs to match the speaker yeah yeah and so we've kind of elevated it to that level so this year we have a guy named charles billingsley and he has been uh, on two major church staffs, he was in Virginia. He served at—I'm uh, trying to think of the uh, the road church, he, Thomas Road Baptist Church, which yeah. was known for Jerry Falwell. Yeah, he served there, but then he also served in California with a guy named Dr. David Jeremiah. He has a huge church called the Shadow Mountain Community Church. So he's been on both those church staffs, but he's primarily a soloist. So mm-hmm. he he's now just traveling and singing, and he's got a booming voice. It's it's. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Reese Kaufman, uh, yes. a couple of years ago, was the speaker. And if I'm not mistaken, right not long after that, he ended up uh, being killed in a boating accident. Was that, was that, who, who was it? Wait, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the speaker. There was one. No, there was a boating accident. Remember uh, the past? Wasn't there a, who was it? Donald Tapp. Yeah, Kaufman was the speaker. Tapp was someone else there. Donald Tapp. He was the former pastor of the... Because he talked about Billy Graham Correct. Uh, and, and having had a relationship. He he spoke before the, the main speaker yes, while Donald I was Tapp. there. He's... But I just remembered, it, I brought that up to say how many people I ran into who had heard it who said, I just saw him because yeah. they were at the event at the... I, I, almost, I always want to say Centroplex, but at the River Center. But... Yeah, and this year it's at the Crown Plaza, so we're actually going back. It's a more Thank God. setting. <laughs> God, thank you for that. That the one prayer has already been answered with the prayer breakfast. So, so, so then with with the 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 speaker, tell me about your formula. You talked about music, but when you like this year, Doctor Barry Black is going to be the speaker. What goes into your selection process? What are you thinking about when you're when you're selecting your speaker? There's a lot of prayer. I have to tell you that we have a committee that's praying because. You want to get a speaker who can connect with Louisiana. Yeah. And I'll never forget when we had Denison the first time, 
he and the governor met for about 45 minutes to an hour because the governor was concerned about what he might speak about. And so I said, hey, y'all just get in the room and talk about it. But And he kind of changed up his whole thing. But boy, did he fall in love with Louisiana. And so I started listening to him the next weeks and months mm-hmm. and on his uh, his blog. Mm-hmm. He was talking about Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, he was he bought in and he connected with the people. And so we we want people who love Louisiana. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about Chaplain Black mm-hmm. is that he's been at the U.S. Senate for like 17 years. Yeah. He writes or reads or prays some of the most critical prayers ever. Wow. And I don't know if you've seen any of his quotes, but you know he's had to pray at times of uh, government shutdown. Yeah. He's had to pray at times when people have been shot, and his prayers are phenomenal. He's very educated. He's got... Uh, two doctorates, uh, three master degrees. Yeah, I was look. I, I was uh, looking at some of that, reading some of that yesterday, and and the number of places he's gone uh, to school. Every everywhere from Morehouse to Old Dominion, and his backstory is amazing. And I think for for what you said earlier, the nature of politics today mm-hmm. is so divisive, and and I do think the public is largely ready to get away from some of that. And the media feeds it for sure. Right. But, you know, my encouragement to anyone listening is when you come to this event, it is not that. It is not divisive. It is not partisan. It really is all about Louisiana. Yeah. Some people say, well, does it matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat? We said not to us. Right. Because, you know, the Bible calls on us to pray every day mm-hmm. for every leader. That's right. So we don't care what their background is. Right. Because we actually believe that God put them in place of leadership mm-hmm. and that he's able to handle that. What's always your goal at the end of this? The one thing that you want to have accomplished when this event is over? We don't want it to stop there. Mm. So this year we've done something different. We've got these wristbands that we're going to pass out. Um, this one says, Pray Louisiana. And this one uh, says, Louisiana is praying. Hmm. So the legislators will get a blue one that says, Louisiana is praying. Hmm. We want to remind them every day. You know, every decision they make, quote, up on the hill yeah. affects you and me. Yep. It affects our families. Yep. affects our community. No question. And, it, you know, it's hard for all of us to get outside of ourselves. We, we are all so selfish. Yeah. But we're praying that God will speak to them and give them wisdom. And so... This year we're giving armbands, and we want Louisiana to pray every mm-hmm. day for our legislators because it's not about us. Right. It's about what God can do in and through us. Yeah. And so we're asking Louisiana to pray. So the outcome for me would be success is that during the year people are praying for our legislators. Mm-hmm. And this year we're doing something different too. We're, we're bringing up a freshman leg- legislator, and we're going to have him pray for all the new legislators. Yeah. You know, the last 15 years – for Louisiana, and I put some thought into this, I can't think of a state that has had more overall or regional tragedy uh, in the last 15 years. You know, in 2004, we had an officer shot and killed here. Terry Melanson was his name. A year later, we have Katrina, right? right? And we get through Katrina. Three years later, we have Hurricane Gustav, in this region. And obviously we remember 2016 and everything that went on. And, and in between that, you have the, 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 uh, the BP oil spill right. off the coast. And 
the people here are resilient in ways that other places are not. And yeah, I'm bullish on Louisiana, but the you people here are, are, are resilient. But I often think we are not reminded of how strong we are and how well we work together. We're often told why we're different and why we shouldn't get along. Right. And, and that's problematic. So as a minister and someone who is responsible with speaking to these legislators, what would be your advice to the people who have the platform as it relates to how they engage the people of our state? Live the life. Because I think that, hey, I'll just use this. Coach O is Mr. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Because he's taught our state through football mm -hmm. how to work together. That's right. And that your life's not your life. That's right. And, you know, he gets up every morning and prays at 6 in the morning mm -hmm. for his players. God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to influence them? Man, is that not cool? That is. And so, uh, you know, in Louisiana – down here in the south, sometimes y'all think it's just down in the south. But, you know, up in Shreveport, when all those events Absolutely. take place, uh, our church housed 115 people. My, my, Me and my wife, we housed 16, and one of the persons in our house had a baby. So, I mean, like... She's still she's forgiven me, but it, you know I'm telling you, <laughs> you know. But that's Louisiana. That's right. We need a place. We need help. Let's let's work together. Listen, it, it, you're true. And by the way, my favorite, the, one of my favorite steakhouses in the state is up there, Two Johns. Two so, Johns. Uh, yeah, good. yeah. It's it's really good. And, and so, but I, I don't think we talk enough about the positive. That's right? exactly. And right. I'm not look. This is not Candyland, and I'm no Pollyanna. But I do think people recoil from getting involved because they feel like it's hopeless because that's all you hear. It's hopeless. It isn't hopeless. No, it's not hopeless at all. You know, it just think about this clay. If every person just would love their neighbor. Yeah. How it would change our society. Right. If every person would just care for one person, how it would change our community. Right. Our communities are great. You know, Absolutely. up in North Louisiana, we battle about, does Bossier City have more <laughs> deaths than Shreveport? You know, I mean, that's the conversation on talk radio. But the fact of the matter, any death is tragic. Right. And so we're all a state, and we all have to work together mm -hmm. to make places safe. You know, his book, uh, uh, Chaplain Black, he wrote a book. It's called... Um, from the hood to the hill. Mm. And he talks about sitting on his front porch in Baltimore, seeing prostitutes, drug deals going down, all the things that he saw. Yeah. But he never gave up hope. Christ gave him hope. Right. And, and I'm hoping the people of Louisiana will understand that God does love us. And th there's a plan. Love your neighbors. You love yourself. Hey, we all need to be Mr. Rogers. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I, you know, the, the Cedric Richmond and Garrett Graves had a... They, they called together some, some business people and clergy after the summer of 2016. And this was right before the flood. So this was in that period days after the officers were, were killed and right. after the, the incident with Alton Sterling. And there was one minister in the room. His name is Charles Wallace. He's African-American. And there were people in the room. They were talking about race. And to be completely candid, it was ridiculous. Some of the things that people were saying. I mean, it was yeah. just. Yeah, just bad. And he said, you know, I refuse to be in the company of people who hate or divide. Mm. I won't do it. We have to work together. We have to love one another. We have to we have to make the effort. And the room was silent because I think everybody got it. He's right. It doesn't really matter what you look like or where you mm -hmm. come from. You deserve respect. Absolutely. And if we just do that to one another, 
everything will be fine. Absolutely. You know, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, it says, Blessed are the merciful. And if you try to translate the word merciful in the English, it's not so easy from the Greek and Hebrew because it means to walk in one's shoes. And how much mercy we can show one another yeah. if we'll walk in each other's shoes. You're right. And give understanding. And so we pray that the prayer breakfast will be a catalyst mm-hmm. for all these legislators to forget self. Because, you know, the legislators have to be me yeah. to get elected. That's right. But then they have to become you to serve. Right. That's not an easy transition. So we hope we can be that catalyst that says to them, hey, you know what? We're going to pray for you every day. Right. And this morning, uh, I got up and I prayed. Uh, there's an app that's called Cap One Tim Two, and it gives you about six different legislators that you could pray for every day. Oh wow! Yeah, and so you know, every morning uh, I'm meeting new legislators because you know if they're from the South, I don't necessarily know them. Right. But I'm praying for six or seven guys. But we want them to know. Our whole state needs to be doing that. These these little armbands, we're going to put them up on a billboard during the year yeah. to remind people, pray Louisiana. Well, you, you know? did. I hope y'all brought enough to leave a couple here, right? These are yours, man. Okay, all right. Okay. This, yeah, this absolutely. So let's talk about speakers. Who, who I told you, and <laughs> you and Carrie were kind of surprised, is that I, I really enjoyed Bobby Bowden. Yeah, talk to us yeah. about Bobby Bowden. Bob, he, was, he was so personable. If, if you're a college football fan, you know that the start of his sentence is a pretty long distance from the period of his now, sentence. Now, Clay, let's get this right. <laughs> that is a garnet and gold tie you're wearing right now. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> this is this is a podcast. I know you got that big tiger fan. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's it. right. So uh, he told a story to start his speech, and I don't know how well this is going to go over. It's it's a clean joke, so just know. But he said he was talking to his wife, and he was uh, sitting in the living room, and she walked in one day and said. Uh, you know, we need to go somewhere. I want you to take me someplace I hadn't been in a long time. And he said, what? He said, she said, I want you to take me someplace I hadn't been in a long time. He said, well, fine, let's go to the kitchen. <laughs> Whoa, da, 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 da. Uh, those might have been fight words. <laughs> well, not, every, and not everybody in the room was laughing. I was laughing, but not everybody in the room was. What about you? Favorite speaker? Favorite speaker? It might have been, I think, Jim Dennison, because he, he spoke to the moment. Yeah. He spoke to the world, yeah. what's going on in the world. And uh, he was so enthralled that we had this prayer thing. They don't do this in Texas. Yeah. He was shocked. Yeah. And he said, we need this in Texas. I mean, how often can you hear a Texan say, <laughs> you're humbled? Do, yeah, right. <laughs> right. We do something they don't do. Yeah. Uh, you had, um, from the National Center of Fathers, uh uh, his name is escaping me now. It is Kerry Casey. He was speaking oh, okay. in 2010. Uh, thanks uh, to your website, I was able to pull it up right there. And and I remembered him talking about the role of fathers and and his impassioned way. He mm-hmm. was great too. In fact, there is a program here that has a fatherhood, uh, uh, an organization here that has a fatherhood program, and his organization is tapped into that. That one was great. I enjoyed him as well. Right. Uh, I was not there for that one. I, I got connected that year. Okay. And so that's when I first started. So I've only been working. And, and you have to take a break. So I was off the last year, and I just came back on. But uh, I missed him. I, I heard Dr- Dave Dravecki. Uh, I heard Huckabee. I've heard Dennison. I've heard the two the last, uh, last Oh, i tell you one that was interesting was, um, and he, I think he's having surgery today. 
Oh, uh, he he's an apologist. Rabbi Ze- uh, Ravi Zacharias. Yeah, yeah, 2015. He, yeah, he was very heavy. I don't know if you remember his yeah. speech, but he's having surgery today. He uh, he travels the world in his back. He's had some back mm. issues, but I read that uh, on a prayer deal this morning. So he was a great speaker, though. He, he challenged intellectually a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, it's it is a great event, and are there tickets still available? Tickets are still available, and we actually have a few tables left. We have good sponsors that we've had through the years. You know, um, we got Thibodeau Regional Health Systems this year, and Wampole is helping, and Coca Cola, Jubin Insurance, Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, you can just go on down the line. There's tons of people in our community who are participating right now. We've sold about. Um, I, it looks like about 60 tables. Wow. And so we hope to sell about 90, yeah. uh, maybe 100. And those usually happen right now. The next yeah. two weeks are pretty yeah. critical. But yeah. it, it should fill up. We should have 1,000 people there. Uh, it, right about now is when I'm, I'm hearing from uh, Stephanie Bennett with her ultimatum about going and get this business done. So uh, <laughs> listen, the website is LAG pb.org like louisiana governor's prayer breakfast just the letters.org uh and if you didn't catch that google it it's easy you can learn about the event learn about the speakers and spend some money and listen this this will make you feel good about our lawmakers to see them share a dais uh to to hear them talk about louisiana its people and our commitment to faith and family it, it is something we should all be proud of and we should make a, a much bigger deal about we, we should. We should. Our governor is on board. Yeah. Uh, Mayor Broom is on board. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of citizens on board. And so we're excited. But this is a great opportunity. You know, it says Jesus rose early and he went out to pray. And, you know, we should all rise early and pray for these guys who are making decisions that affect all of us. I'm going to be there. Be there. I look for. I hope you'll wear your uh, purple and gold tie that day. I will. Yeah, because wear, it might be real important. You no. might see somebody that's gonna that really want to see that. By the way, what, what, so I I intended. So you brought up Coach O, and just really quickly right. before we go, so I have I've been around Ed at a bunch of different programs, and and I've had the 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 honor of being on the sidelines for a few games uh, over the last few years, and when he is there, but he told a story. And I don't remember if it was at the prayer breakfast or if it was at a business report event, because sometimes these things just seem like they run together. And the thing about him that I tell him that I love the most is he never gave up on his dream. Oh, yeah. He never gave up on his dream. So he tells the story of passing through here and he's on the I-10 bridge and he's looking over at Tiger Stadium and he's saying one day. And then he's driving back and he's looking over at Tiger Stadium and he says, one day. And he says, his wife said, watch the road. You're going to kill us. <laughs> so, and he That's says, what one all, day. all wives say that. So <laughs> he, he is in, he's at USC. Right. And the coach there gets fired. He's over recruiting. So he leaves and he goes and he's recruiting. They don't have a head coach. And he's going to meet with families and coaches are like, what? what are you doing? He says, they're paying me to recruit. I'm, I'm recruiting. They're paying me to do a job. I'm going to do it. So to abbreviate the story a bit, he's leaving LAX and he's going out. And as he's walking through heading to boarding, he meets, sees Pete Carroll and Carroll is coming in and they talk for a little bit. It's like, Ed, what are you doing? He said, well, I got a couple of kids to go and see. He said, really? You're still recruiting. He said, oh yeah, they're paying me to do a job. I'm going to do it. Carroll leaves. He's going to USC. Because he's about to become right. the head coach. 
And he tells him, I know the first person I'm going to put on my staff, Ed Orgeron. Ed ends up, long story short again, at LSU. That year, I got a chance to address the players. My first time meeting Oh, really? Let me tell you something, folks. When he shakes your hand and he wants to give you a hug, whether you want to or not, you're going in for that hug. (laughs) And so, and so, and then I remembered the voice. Hey, you've been working out. You know, just that. And so we talked and his energy, he's not a fake. Yeah. He loves his kids. He loves Louisiana. That guy should be the one we point to when we want to tell people why our state is special. Clay, I think you're 100% right, and we've invited him to be on the program that morning. Uh-oh. So we're hoping we're hoping that he will be able to make an appearance because you know what? He loves the Lord, and he loves Louisiana. That's Man. why. That's why I call him Mr. Louisiana. Listen, you might have sold a few more tickets, right? Uh, tables and tickets, right there. Well, we're hoping he'll be there, and uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to it. There's fingers crossed in the room right here. Well, thank you, Tom. <laughs> thank you so much, Clay. What a joy to be with you. Hi, this is Mayor Sharon Weston Broom inviting you to listen to the We BR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com. That's www.podcast225.com and by subscribing through the Apple Podcast app. That's We Be Our Podcast. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Brian, let's talk about being too aggressive or too conservative with your investment or your future planning. Let's think back in the year uh, 1999. Things were great. Yeah. Uh, technology boom was happening. Yep. Silicon Valley, people were instant millionaires, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all got excited about it. Little old ladies at the bank were taking money, their $100,000 CD, and put it into the stock market and, and doubling the money. Right. The word got out. You got word from the Walmart checkout guy to, to buy some stock and you, you, you considered it, right? What happened? In 2003, everybody lost 40, 50%. Yeah. So don't get too aggressive. At the same time, most people have 8, 10, 12 years to retire. The truth is when we calculate 3 to 5%, the math works. So you can actually reduce the risk, guarantee your future income, and never run out of money. So, so is it worth taking the additional risk and maybe have 20% more money or 30% more? The truth is it's all about your values and what's most important to you. Give me a call today. Two decades of helping people. Look him up at brianlowfinancial.com. is the Clay Young Show. Yeah, you know that Bobby Bowden joke. As I said, <laughs> talking to Tom, it was funny. I thought it was funny. Most of the guys thought it was funny. A few ladies looked like they chuckled a bit and the rest had an expression on their face that you generally would see on a lady's face if she catches someone going through her purse. Good times, good times. But again, that website is L-A-G-P, as in Pablo, B as in Bravo, dot org, Louisiana's Governor's Prayer Breakfast. And it's taking place again on Tuesday, March 10th, 2020. Speaker Dr. Barry Black, U.S. Senate Chaplain, retired Rear Admiral in the U.S. Navy. Just as the legislative session is getting underway, the session is from 
Monday, March 9th through Monday, June 1st. A lot of business up for legislators this year. And man, with this being the first year of the governor's second term, possibly his final term. I mean, in Louisiana, governors can can run again if they skip a term. I don't I don't know that Governor Edwards is going to want to do this again, but it's going to be interesting. He's got us. There's a supermajority of Republicans in the Senate, two votes shy of a supermajority in the House. It is going to make for interesting politics going forward. Here's hoping they can come together on the things that matter for the people of this state. And I don't know why. Can't tell you why. But I do have some optimism that they're going to be able to work together because they have to. They have to. And we're going to see some of that camaraderie on display at this event. And listen, you should go. You should get a ticket. If you've never been, individual tickets are 50 bucks. There is breakfast, pretty nice spread in the morning. And sponsorships are available at multiple levels. If you can, get a table, invite some people to see the faith of the people of Louisiana on display. It's, it's good. It's encouraging to see them work together that way. So the event, again, is on Tuesday, March 9th. And it's going to be at Crown Plaza. I was joking about it being at the River Center last year, the last few years. And going downtown in Baton Rouge is always, man, it's a chore. Parking. And if you've got a pickup truck, <clears throat> depending on which garage you go into, you're going to have a problem. So I'm glad it's at the Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza, they pack you into that parking lot. If you get there late, you might end up parking uh, over in Livingston and walking to the building. But at least you'll get in. So thank you, Tom. Thanks, Carrie, who set it up. Carrie is the executive director, I believe, with the or the director with the governor's prayer breakfast. And she was instrumental in setting up the, the interview. So thank you so much. All right. You can learn more. You got that website. Of course, if you have guest suggestions, you can email me clay at podcast two, two, five.com. Of course, on social media, on Twitter at clay young BR on Facebook, just clay young and on Instagram clay underscore young B-R. Listen, when you go on iTunes and, and download the show, leave us a rating there. It certainly helps us when people are trying to find podcasts through Apple. That helps us out. Uh, write a comment there as well. Be nice. And we appreciate you guys doing that for us. Enjoy the rest of your day wherever you are. Hopefully it's working out and we'll catch you next time here. Oh, before I leave, before I go, I referenced this in the open. Sorry about that. Last week, I sat with the police chief in Zachary, Louisiana. He came in to record an interview. I referenced on the last show about some of the divisions there and the media and all the things being said. And if you're unfamiliar with this, there has been a divide in that community in the aftermath of a high school teacher being accused of and arrested for having a sexual relationship with her student. Without going into details about that, if you want to know more, you can find it. 
But in the aftermath of that, there was so much discussion about race and what was happening in the community. And it wasn't really constructive. And quite frankly, I didn't feel like I had a full grasp of the timeline of events. And I called the police chief. He agreed to come on the show. He was supposed to be on this week. He was very candid about the timeline and everything that has gone on. A council person there. And the police chief and the mayor have been getting into it pretty good. There's audio out there of them having a a, a screen fest in a private session. And so I wanted to get to the bottom of the facts, right? Well, since we recorded that interview, a lot of the emotion has died down. And it would appear the community is trying to move on while allowing the process to play itself out as it relates to this teacher. Because if if she did indeed do all of these things that have come out and that she's been accused of, she's likely going to jail. Having said that, I've decided not to run the interview because the community has moved on and there is no reason, in my opinion, to relitigate or argue about or even bring back into the public sphere the divisions and some of the things that have been said. So we're not going to we're not going to play that interview, which we're just not going to do that. That's the that's the gift of not having to, to chase like so many people in media have to do to keep people's attention. I don't need to do that. If it's not really going to inform you. Or give perspective on something. If all it's going to do is be another ember in the dumpster fire, I'll pass. There are enough clowns in that circus. Not interested in being one. I'm talking specifically as it relates to media, not any of the people of Zachary. I've never lived there, so I'm not casting aspersions on anyone there. But I did reference it, and I wanted you to know that we did record an interview, but... We're just not we're not going to do it at, at, at least at this time, because there just seems no relevant. There, there does not seem to be a relevant reason to do it. The community is moving on. And so there you have it. Now, you guys enjoy the rest of your day, wherever you are with whatever you're doing. And thank you so much for listening to the show here on podcast 225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.